we're on opposite sides from normal. Oh, that's true. Honestly, I don't think I'm a big fan of this whole overhead lighting. I'm used to seeing you in the gentle early morning sun. Do you want to turn the lights off? Would that be weird? Can I get some mood lighting in here? Give me a sec. Yeah, too bad you can't just clap and make them go off. This is Be Createful, a podcast about how we find fullness through creativity. I'm Joe, And I'm Madison. And today on episode 58, we are talking about creativity and its role in relationships. Because it's Valentine's Day. What a complicated holiday. Like, there's, it's just, it can be hard to navigate. What are your Valentine feelings? Um... They have been reduced down to, I want the heart-shaped box of chocolates. Because okay. I like the surprise. But any more than that, it just feels like... You like the surprise of what's inside the chocolate, not the surprise yes. of, no. hey, I got you a heart box. No, I expect the chocolate. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, because anything more than that, it just feels like there's a lot of pressure. Um, yeah, so it's not... I mm. do have fond memories as a child of in school, decorating our bag that we were going to make, you know, and then our teacher, we would like put our names on them and hearts. Like that's where I learned how you could fold a piece of paper in half and cut a heart shape out. And then if you cut like two heart shapes, you'd have a smaller heart and then you'd have like a, like a ring ring of heart. Yeah. Like an outline of a heart. So, and we would, I remember making butterflies, like out mm-hmm. of the little hearts that we would cut. And then I would make that into a butterfly wings and put it on my bag. Aww. And then, you know, we would like write our, draw our names out however we wanted. And then she would attach all those bags to the chalkboard or wherever, set them up. And then you would go and stick the Valentines in. So then I remember buying the, you know, box of Valentines that you get for $2 for yeah. 20 or whatever. And I would always be very strategic in... Say too much to the wrong person. Know what I mean? No. Yeah. And you want your friends to get the best ones. And then you want your crush to get like a good one. Uh-huh. But then that boy that kind of gives you the creeps, you just want him to get like a... Hey, friend. Neat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, um, my... They had our... We had shoeboxes instead of bags. Sometimes we would, I think we've done shoeboxes too. And I still have the shoebox my mom made me to take to kindergarten. <gasps> really? It's beautiful. I love it. And um, to me, it looks a lot like a, like a Valentine's Day cake, the way that she covered it in felt and edged it in ribbon. Um, and my mom's a really good cake decorator. Um, and That's neat. Just, you still have that. Oh, yeah. Uh, my mom's a very creative person. But, you know... knowing what we know now about kids, how many kids who go to school are in poverty and then you're Mm -hmm. asking them to do all these Valentines. Like it's just a way, I don't know. It just seems really weird and I don't know how they do it now. Um, My teens were telling me about a custom that their school does Mm. And it was really, I was like, y'all still do that? That's really kind of weird. What is it that they do? So they call it hush hearts. Hmm. And 
they split them into boys and girls. And one day the girls have a heart pinned on to them and they can't talk to any boys. And if they talk to a boy, they have to give that boy their heart. And I'm, okay. <laughs> for those, yeah. for those of you who could not <laughs> see my face, it was a face of shock. Yes. And then at the end of the day, it's all about the boy who has the most hearts. Are you kidding me? What is this, 1950? Help us all. Now, I guess for gender equality, they switch it the next day, like, and it goes the other way. But they just were talking about, like, I don't like it either way. No. And how mean, how the boys will just say, like, mean things to girls. They just keep being mean to them to, like, get them mad so that they'll talk and they can take their heart. Like, all of Uh, it, the whole thing that they were talking, it was just so cringy. And I thought, aren't we trying to get over all of these lessons? Like, aren't we trying to... You know, in my high school, we had stoplight day. And you wore a shirt based on like if you're interested in or if you're interested in someone you wore yellow. If you were single, you wore green, and if you were dating, you wore red. Well, I was single, but I did not want to open myself up to any of that nonsense. So I wore a red shirt that says my boyfriend's abs are made of steel, and it had Iron Man on it. <laughs> that's that's how I approached customs like that. Yes, they're just so. <laughs> I prefer the ones where we all get together and like play fun games or like, you know, get to share in something, maybe an experience versus like. So here's something. Yeah. My, I don't remember how old I was the first time this happened, but we came home and my daddy had gotten an ice cream cake and had decorated um, like our dining room. With like balloons and maybe some streamers. And so it was like a surprise and we had a Valentine. You know, he like gave us ice cream cake and we had, it was sweet. It was like just with our family. Mm -hmm. And then um, we did that like every year, probably. I don't really remember. Um, One time I tried to throw a Valentine party for my group of girlfriends and I, I got a lot of ideas. This was of course before Pinterest from my American girl doll, like Mm. magazine. They had the coolest crafts in there. Yes. Love that. Um, and I, I remember feeling a lot of pressure. Maybe that was the first time that I felt like I needed to impress people with my creativity. Yeah. Oh, you know, Valentine's Day, I would make, my mom showed me how to make these Hershey Kisses like rosebuds with like floral wire and pink cellophane. Um, she was also worked in a florist shop, so she knew how to make all these cool things. Um, and so I would make like a giant bouquet of them and I would give one out to each person. Um, so yeah, I kind of, I kind of did the same thing where I was like, oh look, I get to make you a little special something for Valentine's Day. But it's also a way where it just emphasizes who's popular and who's not. Oh, who gets like the most stuff. Yeah. And who like whenever we would do like singing telegrams or my high school did something. I never participated because I knew I would never like get anything either Mm -hmm. where you would like, I don't even remember what they did, but kind of in Harry Potter when they have um, uh, the the gnomes or who. Yeah. They dress up like cupids and they go and give things to people. Yeah. Again complicated because I wanted to give things to my friends on Valentine's Day but then it also plays into the who's popular and who gets the most Mm -hmm. Um, and then anytime that people kind of try to shift it away from romantic relationship 
it's just a way to make fun of women who are single. It feels like it ends up being like, oh, oh, you do Valentine's Day? I don't know. It just, or like. To me, it just feels, a lot of it feels very forced for both couples and people who are single. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would just use, utilize it as an opportunity to get your favorite chocolate, whatever candy you like. And since I'm kitschy, I love wearing lots of hearts on Valentine's Day. Just I do think to do it's that. fun to just embrace it as a theme. Yes, exactly. You know me. I love a good theme. Instead of, um, you know, like my teens, we meet on Tuesday, but they were saying yesterday, they, they were like, what are we going to do for Valentine's Day next week? So I think it can be fun to do as a theme. Yes, I agree. With no pressure. Yeah. So since today is Valentine's Day, we well, thought we would talk about relationships. Yeah. Um, we talk a lot about relationships on this podcast, but we haven't dedicated an episode just to talking about that. And today we're not just going to be discussing, uh, romantic relationships. No. So don't, don't stop listening. If you're like, mm, I don't want to hear that. We're, we're talking about all sorts of relationships. Yeah. So the role that creativity has in those are things we've learned from creativity that makes us better in relationships. How many things did you come up with? I came up with five. Five things? I came up with three instances, but I guess technically oh. four things. Okay. Well, I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. I, this is the biggest one for me. Okay. And it's that creativity creates shared experience. Mm-hmm. And that benefits us in relationships for, that already exist. And it also benefits us in stranger relationships, like relationships that don't exist yet. So... In that example, that's why we think Make Do is so amazing, is that you can come take a class with strangers, and by the end of the class, you have new friends. Exactly. It gives you something in common when you maybe don't know anyone or don't think you have anything in common. Um, Or in the instance of relationships that already exist, it just gives you something to form a memory around. Like it's giving you something to do to then have in common. It makes me think, um, one of my very best friends, Tandy, she, whenever she comes in to visit, um, oftentimes we will embroider with each other. We'll go to a coffee shop, get some coffee and just enjoy the process of stitching with each other. And really it doesn't matter what we're working on because, um, what it, what being creative together allows us to do is it allows us to foster, Um, really honest conversation. Mm. If you've ever had a good conversation with someone while you're walking, there's actually a scientific reason for that. If your body is engaged in doing something physical while you're talking, you are more likely to be honest and forthright and potentially vulnerable in your conversation. So creativity allows us to do something that might be a little bit more, um, like have a little bit more repetition, a little mindless so that it frees up our mind to be honest and even vulnerable with each other. And you don't uh, necessarily recognize the awkward points in the conversation. Like if the conversation lulls a little bit, it doesn't matter because you have a distraction. It's not like you and I have. We are just right now sitting and staring at each other. Yes. It Again, it relieves that pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm just thinking about all those lovely memories that I've made with Tandy. Um, 
And I even have a little baseball cap that she's embroidered with like all of my favorite things on it. And again, all of that is just wrapped up in our creative experiences with each other. It just kind of sweetens the relationship, Mm -hmm. if you will. I heard something or a statistic or I don't know, and I'm going to mess it up. The gist of it is women relate face to face typically and men relate side by side. So men will like go fishing where they aren't looking at each other or they sit and watch a game or they, you know, everything that they play do, a video game with each other yeah, or play catch. And then you're face to face, but you're far apart. Like mm-hmm. everything that they naturally kind of lean toward is putting distance in between them, some space or, you know, they're side to side and they're not looking at each other and creativity kind of does the same thing for, um, it lets that, it lets you be in that comfort zone of like side to side versus face to face. Uh, without I don't know in a way that then encourages it doesn't feel as like oppressive I guess no and that's why creativity is not just for women it's for men Mm -hmm. as well one of my favorite things we've done was this was several years ago on Valentine's Day we had a dad kid event and I think it ended up being all daughters that came I'm not for sure, but they did string art where they hammered in nails in the shape of a heart and then um, like wove the string around it. Mm. And so (laughs) there was like three-year-old girls there with their dad, you know, hammering in these things. And so the dads were really brave to let a three-year-old use a hammer. But what was so sweet about it and what I remember is just, so obviously you're hearing the sounds of the hammer and you just see these dads and daughters kind of hunched close to each other because the project they're working on is really small. Um, and so there was proximity, mm-hmm. you know, but then also it, it was something for them to do that wasn't pretending that you wanted to be at a tea party or, you know, it was real. Yeah. And I don't know what they talked about. And now they probably wouldn't remember the actual conversation, but you'll remember the experience. And I think that was what I was alluding to before of it, it creates something to connect a memory to, like something physical. Um, and what I like about that, that'll lead into my first one, is that um, creativity allows you, or bringing creativity into a relationship allows you to have teaching moments. Um, so that connection that you have with someone as you're going through the creative process makes whatever you are going through with them more likely to stick in their head. Mm. Um, So for an example, my dad was um, helping me or help, he was allowing me to help him build a flower bed around our house. And I remember him teaching me how to multiply with like counting like the rows versus the columns Mm. with all of like the different blocks. And I remember that so vividly because of the emotional connection that was there because he let me in on his creative process of making this. Um, And Math was just slightly more fun for me because he let me in on his creative method. Mm. It was just wonderful. Yeah. my Maybe one of my sisters was having trouble remembering the days of the week. So my dad drew out um, Sunday and it was a sun. And mm-hmm. then Monday was a dollar sign. Mm-hmm. And Tuesday was a two. And Wednesday was a cloud, like blowing wind. Yeah. Thursday was a glass of water, like thirsty. Mm-hmm. And Friday was a, an egg in a frying, frying pan. Yeah. And Saturday was a chair. <laughs> and then also she, he spelled tomorrow uh, like this. T-O-M-O 
T-O-M-O-R-R-O-W. <laughs> so now I cannot, anytime I spell tomorrow, I do it with that cadence. Oh, my kindergarten teacher, when she was teaching me how to spell people, it was P-E-O-P-L-E. <laughs> and just like putting those little creative, like, like little bits of music yeah. or rhyme. How did you learn how to spell Mississippi? Oh, I didn't. We learned M I crooked letter, crooked letter I, crooked letter, crooked letter I, humpback, humpback I. That just sounds like a crazy code. My to teacher me. was from Mississippi. Oh. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, again. But we remember those things. Yes. When you introduce those creative moments into teaching moments, uh, they're more likely to stick with you. Mm-hmm. So it's great when uh, you're teaching your kids something to kind of put that little creative spark into it. Yeah. It's more likely to stick with them. Yeah. And they'll know how to spell tomorrow. Days later. <laughs> Days later. <laughs> Years oh, later. my word. Decades later is what I should have said. <laughs> the wrong D word. Um, okay. One important role that I think creativity plays in relationships is that it emphasizes curiosity over maybe judgment or, um, yeah, I'll just leave it at judgment. So, through the creative process, you know, we're always exploring, we're trying, how do we like these colors together? What happens if I introduce this pattern? Or what if we cut it like this or whatever? So um, the whole process is about trying new things and being curious and not making any judgments before you test it out and see what you think. And that's, that's a handy thing to have in relationships, especially maybe with, well, ugh, I was going to say with people you don't know so well, but really with everyone, um, is being curious about why someone said that thing the way that they did. Or like, let's say someone says something that hurts my feelings. And if I can be curious about what they really meant, and if I can take the time to, um, to ask them to clarify then most likely what they said is not what I thought that they meant, you know, what they were trying to say anyway. And so being curious, approaching our relationship from a place of trying to find out more instead of drawing conclusions from the things I already know can go a long way. Yeah. Thinking about that, um, that could be useful when you're having an argument with someone. Uh, especially someone that you're close with, because you may assume that you know what they're thinking, Mm -hmm. but getting curious about um, what they said and even getting curious about what they're feeling because someone may be telling you one thing, um, but they may be feeling something else. So being like, okay, you said this, but what are you feeling right now? Um, It's an excellent way to approach those hard situations. And also, if you ask me, you said this, but what are you feeling right now? I'll be like, what do you mean, what am I feeling? (laughs) And be like, you need to check in with your feelings because whether you like it or not, we are emotional beings. What? I know. See, but emotions are messy and they don't always have a logical They're not linear. In the same way that creativity is not always linear. Yeah. Um, You may just feel like putting two colors together because you want to. You may be feeling sad for no reason. Mm -hmm. So using approaching feelings like you would approach a creative project is a useful way to simultaneously be vulnerable and be honest about those feelings and also a way to manage those feelings. Mm -hmm. 
What's the movie with the feelings and the, they're all different colors? Oh, um, Inside Out. Inside Out. Yes. So, yeah. Check in with your board of feelings. Uh-huh. All right? Um, yeah, I like that a lot. Getting curious and uh, open to new experiences. Uh-huh. I also wrote down um, open to new experiences. Um, one of the things that I learned as I was reading a lot of, like, marriage prep books um, before I got married was um, they talked about how experiencing new things together is what helps to keep interest going in a relationship. Mm. Um, So when people talk about, oh, I want to go away on a romantic trip or I want to, you know, go out to eat somewhere. It's not really about the, oh, we spent this much money on this trip and isn't it great that we went to these fabulous places. It's getting to have those new experiences that continue to refresh the relationship. Well, you talk about, you've mentioned several times how that is what refreshes you or makes you feel, not necessarily when you're tired and need rest, but when you need to feel refreshed, Mm -hmm. trying something new is what makes you feel refreshed because you what ends up happening is you end up getting this sort of inspiration almost Mm -hmm. from having those new experiences because your brain is like ooh, I'm not used to having this into my like pattern because our brains are really pattern seeking computers this is new and so it's vibrant and exciting Um, so trying something new together allows you to both not only have zeal for whatever you're trying but also to gain more inspiration in your relationship. Maybe going somewhere new that's unfamiliar to both of you makes it so that you have to do some interesting problem solving together. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, we've never been in this situation before. How are we both going to have a good time while overcoming whatever obstacle? like the amazing race. (laughs) Have you ever done like a mini one of those or like Uh -uh. a scavenger hunt? That's wild. That will really bring out some interesting dynamics between people. Yeah. Ooh, or like an escape room. Oh, yeah. Those are cool. I, might I recommend escape rooms for testing your relationships? It's very interesting. Yeah. Would you want to go and do like a team building exercise at one, like you and me, try to figure out how to get out of a room together? No. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I don't know. The idea of being locked into a room and they don't have windows and... It just feels stifling. Well, um, the escape room that we have here, they actually don't lock you in. I don't care. You can leave at any time. You know, isn't it funny? I can sit in your office with the door closed, but I think if, oh yeah, I don't know. Oh, do you have a little bit of claustrophobia maybe? I don't think it's claustrophobia so much as being out of control of the situation. Oh. Because I like being in a small space if I'm like, curled up in reading a book Mm -hmm. but it's once I feel um a little out of control of the situation like when they shut the airplane doors oh at first I'm always have to be like no no I'm okay I don't know this is just making me like ooh, maybe we could explore some problem solving together maybe we do that every day yeah I know but this would get us into like a new situation spark some new ideas some new dynamics. That's what we need. More ideas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you don't want to get in a rut, you know? Yeah. I mean, if we can do one outside. <laughs> a ropes course then. A ropes then. course. <laughs> See, again, like doing, like doing things together, finding creative solutions, it requires you to be outside of your comfort zone. 
And that's oftentimes where you're going to be building stronger relationships. I like being the facilitator of getting people out of their comfort zone. Well, don't we? Don't class. don't we all? Yeah. So I don't want. I don't want to be out of my comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> well, you know, I like. I don't like to do things that I don't know that I'm going to be good at and be able to impress everyone. I know it's hard, but that's. Some of that is part of how we grow. You shouldn't put yourself, like, you shouldn't, like, uh, how do I put this? Like, martyr yourself for the sake of self-growth. Um, you shouldn't constantly be putting yourself in uncomfortable situations because it's, quote, good for you. Yeah. But a little bit of uncomfortability is how you grow. Yeah. A little, little adversity. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is, like, when we ask people, hey, come on in, try this new thing you've never tried before, right. and you might surprise yourself. Right. We have pretty colors here. <laughs> yeah. We'll keep you at ease with the pretty colors, yeah. but we going to get you with that embroidery stitch. You yeah. Try it. <laughs> I don't know why that made me so uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> um, another thing that I think we can learn from creativity or creativity's role in relationship is the idea of process over product. Mm -hmm. So I guess in terms of relationship, that would be thinking of the relationship as a verb instead of as a noun. Like it's not about, well, marriage is an easy way to talk about this because if, especially if you grow up in f faith circles, somehow marriage gets put on this pedestal of like ultimate relationship. Yes. And it's about the product. It's about like be getting married or having the marriage mm -hmm. instead of the um, everyday like action that it takes to be married, like the mm -hmm. verb of the relationship. And even though no one is saying that that doesn't exist, it's just not necessarily what people are putting up on that pedestal. Yeah. When I, I'm a very visual person, obviously. And so when I visualize words like, marriage, I tend to flip-flop between that noun and verb idea. When I see it as a noun, I tend to think of it as like kind of like an animal or it's like its own entity. And then by how well my relationship is doing with Richard is like how well or active the creature is. Hmm. Um, which I don't, I don't, I'm not entirely sold on that being a healthy idea about it because, or maybe it is, there's going to be days where it's not great and there's going to be days that are better. Um, but what I, when I think about it as a verb, I think about it more as like a hiking path where there's things to be seen and experienced as you're going through it. And there's going to be hard points and there's going to be difficult points. But part of my hope is that eventually there is this like, you not necessarily get to the top, but you'll get to a point where you can look back and be like, wow, all that we have accomplished and been through together. Um, so it's kind of, it's a weird thing. Marriage. Well, and all that we accomplished and been through together then gives you confidence that you can keep, keep going. going because it's not ever over, right? Exactly. It's, it is indeed a journey. Um, it's, and it's something, it's collaborative too. Um, I might feel good about my marriage, but Richard may not feel that oh way. Oh my gosh, the book club book that we just read this week. <laughs> Do tell. 
well, I won't tell too much, but I will say if you at all like um, thriller, you know, like murder mysteries where you don't know what's happening, it's called The Maiden. The Maidens with an S. And it's by Alex, somebody I don't remember his name. It's the same guy who wrote The Silent Patient. Hmm. Anyway, it I will not say any more except if you read it, then you will know why Madison's saying that one person can think a marriage is one way mm-hmm. and another person might think it is another brought the book to mind. But uh, I can't think of marriage without seeing the priest from The Princess Bride say, <laughs> But it is like a collaborative project and you do have to check in with each other and, and, you know, the project itself is determined by whoever feels like it's, you know, the the lowest denominator, if you will. Another example would be, you know, how we would call someone like our best friend Mm -hmm. and, and being like the best friend is almost the goal or that's the product. But, you know, it takes... What? Like, I mean, what do you mean by, like, that's the product, is being I mean the that, best friend? Well, that that would be the, like, what you are, I guess, the label that you're attaching to something. Mm. I didn't know if you were like, oh, that's the goal with every friendship. I'm no. aiming to be someone's best friend no, <laughs> in every relationship. No, that, that that, if you're thinking of things as process versus product, mm-hmm. then that would just be a label that is signifying the product but that it's if you are not maintaining or in some sort of verb (laughs) of friendship then you know that label is going to go stale that's true yeah I think of I'm a I'm very much a people pleaser and so I can I can try and make people like me as much as possible um but if I'm not getting what I need out of the relationship is that really a good relationship or is it just me not for you is it just me giving all the mm-hmm. time? So, yeah, unfortunately, it is a two-way street. <sighs> Again, relationships are super messy, <laughs> just like creativity. Yeah, that's why, you know, if your best relationships are with characters in a book or TV, then it's not as messy. And it's not real <laughs> because it's not collaborative, <laughs> which is the sad part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those parasocial relationships, they'll get you. Mm-hmm. Even like in podcasts where you're like, oh, I feel like I'm friends with these people. <laughs> yes, we do care about you, but they're like in a relationship, there has to be give and take. And well, yeah. it lets you fill in the gaps on the things you don't know about that person. Mm-hmm. So I think about podcasts that I listen to. And when you think, oh, we would be really good friends. But then I'm like, oh, but of course I think that because I there's more unknowns about this person than knowns, right? And so I'm able to fill in all those unknowns. I project myself into them or mm-hmm. things that I would jive with or whatever. And so then it's easy to think, oh, I, we would be friends when mm-hmm. really I don't know those people. Yeah. I enjoy the content that they put out. Yes. Um you know, I'm also gotten to thinking about how, you know, you and I are so very different, uh-huh. but yet when we come together in make do we make it better Uh and I think creativity does the same thing it allows two people to bring in new and fresh ideas and make something that neither one could make on their own even outside of the create outside of like a creative thing oh yeah 
for sure. I mean, just in any sort of collaboration. I mean, that's how humanity has gotten by thus far. Mm -hmm. Society is us coming together and making something that's bigger than the sum of all of its parts. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was your tip, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Let's see. Yeah, I think we covered all of mine because you you had some of mine. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to steal yours. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, okay, here's another thought that I had um, is that the balance between um, creating versus consuming. So, like you were just saying, um, it's a give and take. Consumption then is just take, take, take. So mm-hmm. if I'm, you know watching a TV show, then I'm just consuming that show and there's nothing that I am putting back into it. Not even give and take in the sense of, um, here, I took this from you. Now let me give this, (laughs) you take this from me. Um, I think it can also be, let's do something new together. Like you were saying, the, the collaboration. Um, so I'm just trying to tie it back to like the role of creativity in relationship, I guess, is um, prioritizing doing and making, not necessarily making a quilt, Mm -hmm. but like even if it's, you know, one of my favorite things is um, working on my house. So anytime my dad comes to visit, I always kind of have a project lined up that we can work on. So he's coming at the end of March and I already know what project we want to work. I want to work on with him. Um, And... Anyway, having that sort of thing that we are creating versus just vegging out and consuming whatever it is. You know, it's not bad. Like, books are good. TV shows are good. But then when that's all you're doing, you kind of, part of you dies. (laughs) Oh, that got dark real fast. (laughs) Um, I think consumption has its place in relationships because then they, it can become a shared experience um, and you can have discourse about it. And that's what my family loves to do is we have a shared experience like going to a movie and then we come back and we talk about it. Um, it doesn't really matter what movie we see. It, what matters more is the conversation that comes out of it. Um, when I go home to see Richard's family, I usually take something crafty with me because, again, it's fostering that conversation as well as allowing us to do something side by side and produce something. But see, in that instance, the watching a movie and then talking about it, you're using that media as a way to create form connection. Mm -hmm. And then I would say that the the creative process of that is is flowing after you mm-hmm. know because you are you're using critically it. thinking you're yes you know. you're using it as a catalyst to get to know each other deeper or like you know have conversation yeah. um my last thing is that creativity provides a common goal mm-hmm. so um you know again back to when my dad comes to visit in march i have this project that we're going to work on together and it gives us something in common to accomplish together. Like Mm -hmm. we will have success together. And I think this can be particularly useful in um, relationships with people you don't know or in 
relationships that are a little thin or like strained for mm-hmm. one reason or another. So, uh, I mean, I guess that going to an escape room <laughs> gives yeah. you a common goal of getting out or doing your ropes course or whatever. So it brings in some of the problem solving you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And then it's also giving you, um, something to rally around something in common when you maybe have nothing else in common. Um, there's a, a particular sect of therapy called experiential therapy where you'll go on things like hikes, ropes courses, horses. I've had some people come take classes that make do as part of their experiential therapy class. Yes. You can incorporate art, yoga, all those things into it. And it does give you a common goal, especially if it's like a relationship counseling thing. Like there's lots of, um, like marriage intensives where like you and your spouse can go and do a ropes course together. It gives you that common goal and it takes the pressure off of that person is my enemy to then the problem is our enemy or we need to overcome this Mm -hmm. and shifting your focus. I heard someone give advice for new parents. Like when you, you have a baby baby, like an infant and, um, this person was talking about how important it is to still, um, have time with your partner. And so they said, you know, if you can't afford a babysitter and get out of the house, then you just remember that, um, having a common enemy brings people closer together. So you just go in another room and you talk about how horrible the baby is. (laughs) (laughs) Make the baby baby your your common enemy and that will make your relationship better. I don't know how healthy that is like down the line, which is why creativity offers a positive goal um, instead of making like the baby your enemy, it can be like, we're both going to get this done together. Yeah. I mean, I've heard couples say, oh yeah, we, we go to Lowe's for a date night because they are tackling their house as opposed to like, you know, bickering at each other. And I love well, that. The bickering comes later when you're working on that project together. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll get Richard to help me paint the cabinets. I'm going to need some help. I was going to say, I'll come help you paint the cabinets. I actually was thinking about your cabinets yesterday. Oh, because I was looking at green paint um, for the mural that the teens and I are working on. And uh, I thought, I wonder if Madison has picked a green paint yet. I do have a green paint that I picked out. It's just been sitting there. Um, Yeah, well, if you come help me with the cabinets, then then, uh, you have to come to an escape room with me. That's you getting two things. Ah, uh, you were excited about it. You wanted to come over and help me paint cabinets. Right. But that's like you saying, I'll let you come paint cabinets if you will also go to an escape room with me. Hey, you were excited. I you made it seem like you were excited about that. You wanted to come paint my cabinets. But I do not want to pay the price <laughs> of going to an escape room. I go. was trying to help you. Yeah. And then you were trying to double down. Yep. I see through it. <laughs> And my answer is nope. We could do a real easy one. No ticking time bombs, just like relaxed puzzles. It'll be like two dots, but you're in a room. I don't know. Like, <laughs> isn't that what Saw is? They're like in an escape room and then they have to like cut off someone's leg or mm-hmm. something. Um, I've never seen I Saw, so I couldn't do, say. Me either, obviously. I don't want to have to decide if we cut off your leg or chop off my arm. No. I don't want that kind no, of We'll go room. to like a nice calm one where we just like have to match shapes. It'll be cute. <laughs> Can't we just get, what's the get, concentration? The oh. game where you have to, it's like shaking and you put that in. Can't mm. we just do that with like a Moscow mule? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Does introduce alcohol into it. 
Sure. Problem solving. <laughs> um, well, I was trying to be nice and um, offer that I would come help you paint your cabinets. Uh-huh. And then you tried to take more. Yep. Um, okay. Any other thoughts? No. All right. Let's talk about some tips then. All right. So these would be tips on maybe how to um, bring creativity into your relationships. Yes. So like Madison, one of what you were talking about, the new experience or whatever. Mm -hmm. You want to go first? Sure. Um, So especially this one goes out to those who encounter kids or have children. Mm. Um, Bring them into what you're already doing that is creative. Mm. So if you're cooking dinner, allow them to watch and do it with you. You're not only teaching them a skill, but you're also teaching them how you problem solve and, and the methods and things like that. So an excellent way to bring a little creativity yeah. in there. Or I love when I see um, someone sewing with a kid on their lap mm-hmm. and, you know, like letting the kid kind of steer the fabric or whatever. Yeah. Um, don't let your kid uh, drive in your car. No. <laughs> don't, have the, uh, don't have them sitting in your lap driving the car. But, uh, yeah, you can let them. You know, watch as you're sewing or whatever it is that you're you're doing. Because that's really what kids want. They don't want to be shoved in a corner watching TV. Mm-hmm. They want to be around you and see what you're doing. They're even like if Pip. Y- <laughs> yes. Even if you think that they're like, oh, they're going to think this is boring. You might be shocked. Mm-hmm. And they say really funny things. Oh, I, yes. They say the weirdest <laughs> things. <laughs> My first tip would be to have a media blackout or like unplug. Mm-hmm. So this goes back to the consumption versus creating. Like sometimes when we we can get really comfortable with w- not knowing what to do. So we go watch a movie or we watch a show. And even though that might be giving us then something to talk about after, it's still two hours or more that you are sitting there not talking. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, where you're having to be focused and engaged with each other. You can't have a little sidebar over here with you and your phone. No. And so just kind of putting the the phone in the lockbox or saying, you know, one night a week, we don't turn the TV on. I've been doing this even with myself. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, I'm, I'll be reading a book or something instead of watching TV, but that still makes me feel, it just does something to my brain. Like it just makes me feel less rushed, less busy, less, um, like in the mornings I've been not turning the TV on, which was funny because I was listening to, um, our podcast for last year when we were saying our creative resolutions. Mm -hmm. And one of mine was that I wasn't going to watch TV in the mornings, but that didn't last very long. Mm -hmm. But when I don't, when I unplug in the mornings, I have a better day and I can only imagine if someone else were living my home life with me, how that would be true too. Mm -hmm. Like if, you know, if we were being available. Yes. Yeah. And I'm an introvert. I don't want to be available all the time. So, Mm -mm. you know, you don't have to do anything too extreme. It's just something that's constantly holding your focus that Mm -hmm. you then remove. Mm -hmm. You can be focused on other things, but it's, you know, it's different when you go and interrupt someone when they're watching TV versus when they're doing something else that when they're not engaged Mm -hmm. with a screen. Mm Mm-hmm. Next tip from you. Um, my next tip is pick uh, you. If you're wanting to get closer with somebody, um, friend, romance, whatever. Go um, to an escape room. <laughs> pick something new 
that neither of you have tried mm-hmm. before, mm-hmm. Um, less you're less likely to have like a oh well I'm gonna, I know I'm going to be better than them right at this right. Um, it, you're both starting off on the same place, um, and you'll just you know you can enter into it with like a relaxed feeling of we're going to go try this. We'll probably mess up, but we're going to be messing up together. Mm-hmm. And that's what'll be fun. Or uh, trying a new meal together, like making a new recipe at home, doing that collectively. Because um, then you get to experience the unknown together. Right. My second tip is similar. It was take a class. Oh, yeah. And that could be, obviously, we think you should take a class at Make Do. But mm-hmm. um, you may not be interested in what we have, so take a class somewhere else. Or you may not live where we are. Um, so find something that you can do in your community and take a class. And not only does that... Um, encourage the relationship with the person that you go with, but it also is opening you up to your community, like the bigger relationship of uh, being involved in your community and supporting a local business. And that local business will be so happy that you're there. Like our local escape room. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, moving on. Um, My last tip is, let's see, just to pick something easy. All right. So maybe you don't want to go do something new. Pick something that's repetitive or simple, like maybe you two pick out some coloring books and you sit down and color together Mm -hmm. or you're just going to paint something or, you know, you're going to even go weed your front yard together. Pick something easy and then that way it will allow the conversation to flow. Um, For me and Tandy, it's embroidery. For me and Delaney, it's cutting out fabric. For other people, it's different things. Mm-hmm. So just pick something simple. What is it for you and Richard? Do you all have something? I don't know if we necessarily do anything simple together. Yeah. Um, hmm. For us, it's probably cleaning the house right now. Yeah. I think it can be hard with the person that you live with because you are with them all the time. I would assume. I mean, I don't yeah. know. And uh, then you also still have to do your own things, too. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I think it, I yeah. think it takes a lot more intentionality with the person that is in your own house. And both of us are so diverse. The things that we're good at, we're very good at. So when one or the other, you know, when I'm like, hey, let's paint these ornaments together. Or he's like, hey, play this collaborative game with me. One of us is at such a disadvantage that conversation right. becomes hard. So that's why for us, trying new things is better. Mm-hmm. That way we're both on equal footing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my final tip is similar to yours. So, you know, doing something simple. Um, but I would say do something like a puzzle. Like you mentioned coloring Mm -hmm. or my sister loves puzzles. So I don't ever want to do a puzzle on my own. I just get frustrated and (laughs) I mean, you know, um, but I love doing them with her. And sometimes when I'm at her with her, I would actually like crave doing a puzzle because she loves it. And it's something we can do together. We also um, play gin rummy all the time when we're (laughs) together. So it doesn't have to be a puzzle. It can Mm -hmm. be playing a game. I went over to um, Kim, longtime listener, to her (laughs) house um, and played uh, Settlers of Catan Oh yeah, with her family. <laughs> like I went to family game night and it was so fun. Mm-hmm. You know, like I knew members of her family, not well. And then there was a couple of people there I didn't know. And it was 
fun and I didn't win and it was fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's such so a fun So playing game. a game or in inviting, you know, that's a great time to invite other people into your home too. Because again, it takes that pressure off of having to sit there and talk to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying to learn a game and then the conversation can mm-hmm. then flow from that. And I like games that are either fast paced and like really loud and crazy, but that one wasn't like it was slow and mm-hmm. it was a lot for me to take in. It was a little overwhelming, but um, anyway, it was fun. If y'all don't know already, there's a series of online games called Jackbox Games where you use your phone and the TV. And it's like a board game, but instead of an actual board, it's very cool. Um, Quiplash is like where you have to type in something, a funny answer to a question. And you can also play it online. So if you happen to be far away from people that you care about, um, Jackbox Games is a great way for people. Is it an app? No, it's not an app. You basically buy it either on like um, the computer or you can get it like on the Switch or something like that. Oh, okay. And then you go to the website Mm -hmm. and it will link your phone with the game that you're playing. And what's even cooler about it is if you have younger people in your family who maybe can't understand the rules of the game or aren't as quick, there's an audience uh, option where they can watch the game and occasionally do a few things that will affect the game, mm. but not have to be a player. Yeah. Um, and again, that is that is, those games can also be collaborative in the way that um, they play. And there's not necessarily a, yes, there's a winner, but the product is the funny things that happen. Right. So. Yeah. I It is, yeah. um, you know, people have different levels of competitiveness. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes that can be a... Barrier when in a game, if there's like winners and losers, that can affect relationship. But like Muli says, she's not competitive; she just likes to win. (laughs) (laughs) So whatever that means. Yeah, when someone can explain that to me, (laughs) let me know. Um, What's your sweet this week? Um, My sweet is that um, I have not gotten sick. Richard's been really sick; he had COVID. And I have not gotten sick by some miracle. You powered through. Yeah. So I'm glad for that. And I'm going to be I'm seeing. I'm glad for that too. I'm going to be seeing um, my family this weekend. So I'm super excited about that. <gasps> Me too. That's right. Mooley. But my family's coming here. Muli yes. is coming here. But you're going to your family. Yeah. I just yep. pieced that all together. What's your sour? Um. Wait. Can, oh, you're oh. sweet. Is that your yeah. mom is yeah, coming yeah. in? Okay. That Muli's coming in. Um, My sour. Mm. You know, I didn't even think of one. Do you have your sour? Yes, I do. Have you have y'all heard Pip whining this whole time? <laughs> oh. <laughs> she can see us. She's just in the hall, but it's the first time that she's kind of been this separated here. Um, if you could see this face, it's just like staring down at us. She's sitting frowned. in her bed. I don't know why she didn't just lay down. Yeah. And when she's been in there and we've had class before, she'll eventually lay down. So I don't know what her problem is. Um, my actual sour before it was that was just going to be dog hair. What? It's everywhere. Look at my sweater. Oh, yeah. It's just everywhere. And it was the one thing that I really enjoy about not having a dog. Mm -hmm. So I'll say she's worth it. Like I wouldn't give Mm -hmm. her up to just have no dog hair. Yeah. But it's, it's tempting sometimes. It's just (laughs) so prevalent. I bet. Um, my sour is that because Richard has been sick, um, 
I've been doing having to do like a lot of things after work, like running to the store and getting him soup and mm-hmm. and stuff. And I'm just feeling kind of run down and tired. I know he can't help being sick, but yeah, uh, I'm just. Tired. I have zero zero food in my house. Well, zero. I have not a single egg or sweet potato to be found. I have some sweet potatoes, but like nothing to go with. You know, it's like I have no eggs. Oh no, I have. Uh, I did have oatmeal this morning. But I like I have nothing for dinner. Oh no! So it's just at that level where I have to go to the store today. Yeah. So and that's no fun. No. I don't know. I never enjoy it. And then feeding myself is just always. I guess I'm having another sour. Feeding <laughs> myself is always. A, it's just one of those things you have to keep doing. It's like laundry. It never ends. You always have yeah. to keep feeding yourself. Yeah. Why can't I just so like annoying. take a pill and not eat for the rest of the week? Which is silly because I like eating. I like food. Mm-hmm. I just don't like all. It's just so many decisions. You get decision fatigue. Maybe and process and like the actual, d- you know, going to the store and doing it. Well, maybe you need to have, if you don't get tired of meals, like, all right, Monday is this night. Tuesday is this night. Well, and the, then like, I wouldn't even need it would be like week one is this, week two is this. Yeah, there you go. Just like decide but, once, like first week of the month, it's, you know, uh, egg roll in a bowl night. Yeah. Oh, girl. She's going wild. We stop and she stops. She's just <laughs> staring at Joe like, let me in there. Maybe I should have sat where you are and she'd be able to see me better. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, oh well. that's a stone cold stare. I know. Yeah, decide once, man. So... Uh, anything else? Um, you sure you don't want to come to an escape room with me? <laughs> <laughs> You've made it very clear you are not Let interested. Let me just say it this way. I would rather, well, how long does it take? An hour? Uh, if that. I mean, there's a timer so that like after, you know, you can't be in there forever. Yeah. Fine. I mean, I guess we can go. I was just thinking I would rather spend that time doing something else. But if it's only that little time, we could bring up like the I, board. I would recommend. Yes, I was going to say we need to bring more people with us, more than just us. Yes, I feel like it would maybe be a weird. Would it be a weird power dynamic too? I don't know. You know how we already how I I already <laughs> don't know where my line of boss is, and <laughs> <laughs> so maybe not. Yeah. But I think it'd be funny. Oh, my goodness. It'd be great. I just had such a good time going yeah. for my first time. And with people that I didn't know that I'm just like, I think lots more people would enjoy it. Plus, okay. it's an immersive experience. Yeah, I just never, they've never appealed to me. I didn't want to go until my friends were like, hey, we're going. You want to come? And I was like, yeah, I want to hang out with y'all. So, yeah, and it was fun. Okay, well, maybe we'll go. But this is not... A commitment. Okay, it's that's a, fine. It's a maybe. maybe. I can work with a maybe. Uh, happy Valentine's Day to you, to you. May it be sunny and blue. No, I meant blue skies, not blue emotions. <laughs> <laughs> and may you find your favorite chocolate in the box. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye. Bye.
Thank you to my dear, dear friend Craig Hudson for our very createful theme music. You can hear more of Craig's music on Spotify under Craig Hudson. That's Hudson with a T. Or you can just uh, click on the link in the show notes. Also, be sure to connect with Make Do on Instagram at Make Do Create or on Facebook at Make Do Circe. And visit our website, makedocreate.org for upcoming classes, show notes, to order a face mask, lots of things. We'll be back here with another episode next Monday. Have a good week, y'all.